Okay, let's start.、Um, anyone, anyone、uh, went to the Tuesday night Zoom meeting? Angels Zoom meeting?、Uh, you did that? Yeah. Yeah. Not the house. The Thursday night. Thursday Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, you did that. Anyone else? Oh, you did that. Okay, Dennis. Okay. Yeah. So, cause, cause you know,、uh, these days we have been talking about a lot,、uh, some topics. One is the sixteen things that、uh, was accomplished on the cross, right? Remember. And then on Thursday Zoom meeting,、uh, we started basically talk about the manifest, the manifested sons of God. Right, the characteristic of the sons of God, right, and then you know,、uh, there, there, some things you know. I, I hear all the message, not messages, what people are talking about. I just feel like you know, there's something common there. I just want to bring what we are talking. I believe the spirit of God is actually speaking. The spirit of God is speaking among us. Every one of us maybe just share a little bit, but. The the common things is there, so I just want to bring this up. What I get right, what I sensed, and I just want to bring this to your attention today, and probably maybe just, I don't know, just to tie some loose ends there. <laughs> Hopefully, ah,、uh, we can we can do a little bit more here. Um, so yeah, we talk about the gospel, right? Ah,、uh, we are doing some things we know the Lord commanded us to do. Healing, setting people free, you know, preaching the gospel, all all these we're doing this. New man, right? New man, we are, we are new creation. So here, there's one thing I just want to bring this up to your attention, which is basically the gospel message. The gospel message is the gospel of the kingdom, right? So we are talking about the sons of God. Jesus is. He is the Son, the Son of God. Now we are the sons of God. Last Sunday, what Brother Andrew shared, right、we、now, now we are the sons of God because we are now in Him. So we are the sons of God now, because now we are transferred to this kingdom. So we are the sons of God, right? So you know the gospel message is really about the kingdom. We need to know the kingdom. We need to know this Jesus as the Son of God, so that we can be transferred to His kingdom, right? But there's another aspect very closely related to the Son of God, which is I want to bring this up today, right? <laughs> which is the Christ. Okay, the Christ. Okay. Uh, last Sunday, you know, Angel also talked about in John chapter one, first first chapter, verse twelve, right? We, whoever receives him, right, receives him, receives who? Jesus, right? Receive him. So he talked a little bit about receive. This word receive means take. You take. You get hold of, right? That's very active. It's not like you sit there and wait. It's a, verb. It's a verb. You need to take it. You need to lay hold on it. You don't add, let anything to snatch him out of your life. Your hold. You you hold on to it. So you take. You go take. Right. 
Okay, now let's consider the context there. Receive him, receive Jesus. Dennis just said, receive Jesus, right? But in John, first chapter, there, there's not a Jesus. <laughs> the context there is whom? Whom there we received. We should receive. Read the context there. Right. The word was in the beginning. The word is with the God. The word is God. And the word is made flesh. Right? He is the light of life for everyone. Right? And then he said, He is the begotten Son of God. Right? So if you use that verse, John 1, 12, to share the gospel with someone else, you need to know, hey, you need to receive Jesus. But there is actually receive the Son of God, the eternal Son of God there. I know it's Jesus. We know that is Jesus. But in John, when Apostle John began his gospel, he actually began with the word. And the eternal Son of God. That's the context. And in there, he said, whoever received him, receives him, this one will have eternal life. Okay? That's the Son of God we receive. Right? That's the Son of God receive. So when we read the scripture, you... Yeah, you, you need to know because every word, every word uh, is picked, is inspired by the God. He, he, he chose those words, those scriptures very carefully. He used those words carefully. So in there, in John chapter 1, it actually talks about the begotten Son of God. No Jesus there yet. <laughs> So that's the Son of God, right? We receive Him as the Son of God. Now we are the sons of God. Okay. Yeah? I just saw something when you were speaking about John chapter 1, verse 12. Yes. In the way it was written, the way the context of it is written, it says, To all receive Him, to all who believe in His name, He gave the right. Right. And I caught that. The right. When you say the right, it doesn't mean the opportunity. It doesn't mean you can do it. It means you have the right to do it. Yeah. I can approach it and I say, I am, because I have a right. Right. Because you know the devil's going to try to steal it. You know yeah. he's going to try to, you know, you know, convince you that you aren't. Mm -hmm. He tried to convince Jesus of the same thing that he wasn't the Son of God. Yeah. He so, right, the right, like the, the, the right, the right, okay, the right there, that word is authority. Whoever receives him, the son of God, God gives that person the authority, the right to, to become a child of God. So that child of God, basically our title, our identity as the child of God, a son of God, is the authority. That's your identity. That's who you are. That, that's, if you're the Son of God. Right. Yeah. But just, just pay attention. Just, just remember how we become 
the sons of God is because we received Him. He is the Son of God. So now we become the sons of God, and this title, this identity, we our identity as sons of God. This is our authority. God gave to us everyone who received Him. Okay, so just. Remember, Son of God. This phrase, this title in the Bible, it's very, very important. Now we are the sons of God, but don't forget Jesus first. He is the Son of God, the begotten Son of God. Okay, so this is one place. Okay, actually, you know, the Son of God and the Christ. These two titles. They connect to each other so closely. Okay, I'll just pick up some scripture so you will understand. Our preach, our message, our gospel message must have this. When you share Jesus with someone, he's not anybody. He's not like this Jesus or that Jesus. He is the Son of God. He is the Christ. You must present Jesus like this. You must mention Jesus is the Son of God, is the Christ. Okay, remember. Okay, when angel first appeal to Mary, like how angel introduced this,、uh, you know, the 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 baby, you know, the baby Jesus. How angel just introduced this person to Mary. Savior. Yeah, Savior, and. Yeah, he shall be called the Son of the Most High, right? And in Luke, angel said to those people in the field, they said, "This is the Savior to the whole world, which is right. They,、uh, he will be born in the city of David, right? He is the King. Basically, that's 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 the introduction from angel." To Mary, to the people, first introduced as the Son of God, Savior, right, and also the King, right. All of these, we know. Right now, we know Jesus. He is Jesus. We know that. But at that time, people get, you know, the idea who Jesus, this Jesus is. They get, they have a progress out there, right. So the first and. Uh, Jesus was introduced by angel, not first, but in the New Testament, right? That's the first introduction, and then Jesus called the disciple to follow him, right? There are some. There is a、uh, three years or whatever, right? To the very end, very end, it is Peter who recognized Jesus, right? By revelation, what revelation that is? Right. He said, "Cause Jesus asked him, 'Who you said I am? Who you say I am?' Right. He said, 'You are the Christ. You are the Son of God.' Right. And then Jesus immediately talk about the church. I will build my church on this rock. What rock? He is the Christ." If without that revelation that Jesus is the Christ, he he will not talk about he will not talk about church, 
right? So that's how important this foundation is. We need to know, we need to hold on to this that Jesus is the Christ, He is the Son of God. Everyone in the church, everyone, every believer in the church, we need to know this, right? I, I believe in the personal, in our personal experience. Uh, our relationship with Jesus, with the Lord, right? We must come to a point that we personally, every one of us should know, should acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ. I believe, yeah, in, in our experience, right? We should come to that point that you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. I, I, I personally, I believe that's the process for every one of us. We come to the Lord. You cannot bypass that. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot bypass that, really. You cannot bypass that. Okay, that is Peter. That is Peter. Later, Jesus was arrested, right? He was on the trial. He was challenged by some questions by the high priest, by those Jews, right? What question they asked Jesus? What really put Jesus to death? What really put them put him on the cross? Our sins. Father put him on the cross for our sins. My question is, what question those people asked Jesus? Because he claimed to be God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who you are? Basically, that's his identity. That's his identity that put him on the cross. He went around and spoke how he was being taken and he was equal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's see. Okay, um, hold on. In Matthew 26, verse 63. Anyone, if you find it, can you read it? Matthew 26. Verse 63. Anyone? Yeah. 63. 60, uh, 63. Verse 63. Chapter 26. But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus replied to him, You have said so, but I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. So, yeah, the question is, the question was, are you the Christ? Are you the Son of God? And then the high priest goes on and says that he tore his clothes saying that what he uttered was blasphemy. What further need do we have for witnesses? See now, we have heard his own blasphemous statement. Yes. Okay. This is this is Yeah, this is what this is the the deciding point that the Jews, the high priest and the Jewish people, if finally that's the Jewish people, the whole nation rejected him. Is because he admitted, he acknowledged that he is the Christ, the Son of God. Not anything that he did, 
not anything that he did. But he is the Christ, the Son of God, and they, those people, they they don't want to accept. They don't want to admit that. Right. I just want to show you, you know, through the Bible, through the New Testament, the Son of God and Jesus is the Christ. It is so vital. It determines this your attitude towards Him, who He is to you, determines if you reject it or accept it. This gospel, really, it is. Yeah. People may or may not know. First and foremost, there's two names there. There's the name of Jesus and Christ. Christ is an entity, superior being, God. That's what Christ is. Jesus is the humanness of who He is when He walked on Earth. It's not a first and last name. Most people think it's well, Jesus Christ. Jesus is his first name and Christ is his last name. Not so. They're two separate things, but yet in one. Do I understand that? Not fully, but I accept it. Okay? Amen. But Christ is the Son of Man. That's when that term is used. That's all his deity, everything about the Godhead. That's what Christ is. Jesus is the humanist that walked here on earth. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. Jesus is the name. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of Jesus in the history. Uh, even right now, a lot of Jesus. You know, I remember uh, years ago when I first came to the church, the pastor said, you know, the pastor told us a story. He said, you know, one day I met a go, met a, I met a uh, boy. He told me his name is Jesus, and I said, what? Are you Jesus? You blaspheming. You know, how come can you say you are Jesus? And I heard that. At that time, I was confused. Now I'm clear, you know. He, he's not, you know. He, he, yeah, there are a lot of Jesus even these days, right? A lot of Je- Jesus is a name. He, Jesus is a name. It's just a name, right? <laughs> and, you know, for, even for Chinese people, we name the newborn baby after the, maybe the, you know, the grandparents' name or whatever, just to honor him, honor our parents. So there's nothing wrong. You, 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 you just name this new baby this Jesus, you know, just to respect your, yeah, respect your ancestor, just to show respect. So that's a, my cultural thing, right? So it's okay. So we have Jesus, right? But this Jesus, but the Christ, there's only one Christ. God anointed, God appointed in the history. There's only one Christ. So when we see Jesus Christ, Christ is his title. That's his title. This Jesus is the Christ. This is our message. Right? If you share like, okay, Jesus, Jesus. Okay, there are a lot of Jesus. Right? <laughs> yeah. So Christ is the title. We, we need to share Christ. We need to tell people about the Christ. This Jesus is the Christ. Right, so um, yeah, Mike just touched a little uh, thing about the you know the the king you know the God that's his uh, uh, yeah that's his Godhead you know yeah we'll show a little bit about that just right now just want to show you the gospel this message is Jesus is the Christ he is the Son of God 
Right. So when we say we receive him, what we receive? We receive him as the Christ, as my Christ, as my king, as my king. If you did not receive him as the king, you did not receive him. <laughs> Understand? So people say, I receive forgiveness. It is not that something you receive. You receive a person. You receive he, who he says he is. That's how you receive him. Right? Yeah, because people, some people, they have the idea, I receive this part of this person. I receive what he did for me. No, you receive him. And also you don't, you don't receive him in your term. You receive him as he tells you who he is. Not you think or you like. <laughs> okay? This, I just want to share this because in the Bible it's so clear. It is so clear. Okay. It's exciting. Yeah, we need to just share this good news to people. So people can receive him, really receive him. And when they receive him, their life can be changed. If they receive him wrong, their life cannot be changed. This is why, okay? Jesus is the Son of God, and he is the Christ. Okay, now, <laughs> let's just look at some places in Acts. Because we know that Acts is like you know, the early church. They preach the gospel. They also share Jesus. How they share Jesus. We will know that, okay? First place is the Acts 2, 36. Angel mentioned this several times, right? Angel mentioned this several times. In Acts 2, 36. What was the, what was the topic that was spoken Yeah, Acts. No, Book of Acts. What happened is that how the early church, those disciples, those apostles, you know, how the disciples of Jesus preached to him, share the gospel. It's all recorded in the book of Acts, right? Yeah. Acts 2.36. Peter preached that this Jesus was made both Lord and Christ. That's his message. That's his message. Of course, he used the Old Testament scripture to prove that when Jesus was resurrected, that was God's plan. That proves that this Jesus is the Christ because Christ must be resurrected. Right? So this is Peter, how Peter preached the gospel. This is the first time the church... <laughs> Peter represented the church, preached the gospel. He said, this Jesus is both Lord and Christ. This is gospel. This is the gospel. I don't know if it shocked you or not, but <laughs> I just want to show you, you know, the Bible. Um, okay, now. I just want to mention, you know, several places. You can write it down and you can go back and just take a look at your Bible. Right? We don't have time to really read all of them, but you can read all of them at home. 
the、uh, the second place is in Acts, chapter five, verse four. At that place, you know, the disciples of Jesus they were threatened by the Jews, the leaders, right? Jewish leaders. That those leaders said, "Okay, you cannot, you don't. I, we forbid you. We, you, you don't, you don't, you don't preach、uh, Jesus. So don't preach this gospel anymore. You cannot." So they were threatened. They pray to God, and then they preach the word. Okay. What did they preach? Acts five verse four. Okay, they preached Jesus is the Lord. Ah,、uh, Jesus is the Christ. This is what they preached. You you check your Bible. Okay, <laughs> this is disciple of Jesus preach this gospel. Okay, and then in Acts nine, write it down and just go back and read your Bible. Acts nine. Twenty-two. Yeah. You said X. What was the first one? X five verse. X five. Oh, sorry. X five. Uh, X chapter five, verse forty-two. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see that in here at all. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I'm. I did. I did wrong. This is X five, verse forty-two, not four. Forty-two. Okay. Let me read this. Let me read this from New King James. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. This is one place. Okay. This is second place. The third place is in Acts nine twenty-two. Let's read all all of it because these are just so important, so consistent, and so important. Acts nine twenty two. Anyone, if you find it, um, just read it. Yet Joel increased all the more with power and confounded the Jews living in Damascus, proving that this one is the Christ. Okay. Proving that this one, this Jesus, is the Christ. This, this is this is how Saul, how Saul first preached Jesus. This Jesus, Jesus is the Christ. Okay, and then <laughs> the next one is Acts eighteen, verse five. Jesus is the Christ. Okay, the next one is Paul. Uh, it's, uh, it's Acts eighteen, twenty-eight. Eighteen twenty-eight. Okay, who who did this in verse twenty eight? Did you know who did this? 
Apollos. Apollos, yeah, Apollos, right? Okay, you can see the early church, the disciples, the apostles, they all, all of them, they preach that Jesus is the Christ. That's, that's their message. That's their message. Okay? Okay. So finally, I'll just mention one place in the gospel, gospel of John, chapter 12, uh, sorry, chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Okay, we, we all know this. But, you know, just do this experiment, okay? If you meet someone, if they say, yeah, I believe, okay, ask them, ask them who they believe. Ask them what they believe, okay? Here, in this verse, it says that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. This should be our answer and the reality. That Jesus is the Christ. Okay, not only that I believe in Jesus, but believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, so that you may have eternal life. Okay. Because the devil believes in him. Yeah. Okay. Devil, devil already in the Bible, in the gospel, devil, uh, devil already recognized Jesus is the Christ and the Son of God. Devil believe in that. But his believing is only agree. He, he just knew. The devil knew that this one is the Christ, the Son of God. We believe and we obey. We obey. We take him as our Christ, as our King, and the Son of God. Yes. And when you look at the word believe in the strong, it means submit, and uh, it means to trust. Yes. Yes. So we obey. Basically, you commit to him. You commit your life to him. You obey him. That's, 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 that's called biblical believing, right? <laughs> so... So this is the message. I just want to show you. It's so consistently, you know, in the Bible, it's everywhere that what we believe, who we believe, who this person, Jesus, is to you, is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. I like that. That's very good. Right. Because we have to make it clear. When we go out, when we must have one voice to this world. When we preach this gospel, only this gospel can save people. Other thing, no. Other thing cannot. This is the only true gospel, right? I talk with other people, and usually people in other religion or even atheists will agree that Jesus was a man that walked on earth. They will agree that Jesus was a man. He was here. And he's a good man. And they think he was a prophet. Yeah, he's he a prophet. A... Yeah, he's everything else, but not the Christ. That's the difference. That's the difference. That's yeah, just make sure, you know, ask people, really ask people, make sure that they really hear the true gospel, that they, if they respond right, 
they can be saved. When you go preach the gospel and make disciples, this is something that you, that's your responsibility to present the true gospel to them so that they can be saved. Otherwise, there's no chance for them. I just want to show this because we are right now we're talking about the manifested sons of God, right? We, we confess, you know, anyone have that little uh, booklet of acknowledging who you are in Christ? Yes. yes. Right. What is the first sentence there? Yeah, there's a little one, you know, written by Brother Curry, right? If you bought that one, yeah, okay, Jenna. What what is the first first? What's the first sentence there? Jesus is the Lord, <laughs> and from there you have all the other confessions. So we should confess that every day. I mean, that's the first confession we should say every day, and start your day there. If there's no Lordship or kinship there, oh. <laughs> right? I just want to bring this up. So, um, okay. So we just sung, sing, sing that, uh, send that song, right? Hail, hail the Lion of Judah. Why lion, right? Because that's the king. That is the king, king of the animals, beasts, right? <laughs> that's the king, right? Um, yeah, so that's why we choose that. We, we say that Jesus Christ, you rule. And right now, he made us also sons of God. Right now, through us, we rule. I still say, you know, when we sing that song, we need to picture ourselves with him together. Right now on this earth, we are his body to do the thing that he did. This is us to speak to rule, okay? Okay, um, you know what? Um, just very quickly, I mentioned this. Okay, so you get the idea, the picture. When the Jews, when the first century Jews, or the Jews, Jews know that all the Jews know when you mention Son of God or the Christ, they know what you are talking about. Right? They know what you mean. The Son of God has a special meaning to them. That's why in the Bible, if the disciple of Jesus say, hey, this Jesus is the Son of God, they have no question. They have no misunderstanding what, what you meant. Right? The Son of God actually, yeah. Let's look at Psalm. In the book of Psalm, chapter 2. Can I say something? Yeah. Psalms 2. When yeah. you look at the genealogies that are mentioned in the Bible, they always say the son of. Yeah. To identify that this is the man that is the son of, and they identify him with the father. Yes. In the genealogies that are all in the Old Testament and in the New. Right. So that's, that's just look at what the son of God means. Because all the Jews, they know, even from the Old Testament, from the Old Testament, they know what this Son of God means, right? In Psalm 2, in Psalm chapter 2. Mm-hmm. 
This psalm, this psalm really talk about the Messiah. Psalms two, okay, Messiah, which is the Christ, which is translated. No, the whole psalm, the whole psalm. No, you, we don't have to read, but just I just want to mention something here. The Messiah, here the Messiah, which is translated to the Christ in the New Testament. So the Messiah. I just want to mention this here. I don't know any other place, but this is the really the place that when you talk about the begotten Son of God, all the Jews knows. This is where you refer to. Okay, in the in the verse, let's say in the verse six and seven. Who wants to read these two verses, please? I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, "You are my son. Today I have become your father." Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So my New King James says that you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Okay. The same same idea here. So. In in verse six, this is God the Father talking. I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. That's he, God, set the king, anointed king on the holy hill of Zion. Verse seven, this is the king talking. <laughs> I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me: You are my son. Today I have begotten you. So here we have the Messiah, the King, and also we have this Son of God, the begotten Son of God. So when you mention the Son of God to Jews, they know you are talking about the King. So the Son of God and the Christ in the New Testament, they are so closely connected. Yeah, the anointed one. He is the Messiah, because kings must be anointed, must be first anointed to the position, right? So he can function as a he can. Yeah, he will put into that office. He will be the king. So that's why you know maybe when we read the New Testament, we don't have that sense of when we say Son of God, because I heard some people say, oh. That's just the Son of God. We have, a, we know there's a God, and this Jesus is the Son. No, it doesn't doesn't sound like to Jews. Okay, when you mention Son of God, to them they know that's the coming King. That's the King. That's the Messiah. That's the, Messiah. That's the Christ. So when the New Testament, you know, we just read, we just mentioned all these scriptures. It always just put the Son of God and the Christ together. Why? Because to Jews, this message is so clear. There's no misunderstanding. That's why when the high priest, when they question Jesus, right? When Jesus said, "Yes, what you said is right," they they cannot accept that. They cannot even hear that. That's blasphemy. Yes, that's the yeah, yeah. That's also because in the Acts two, when those audience they heard Peter say, "This is the Lord and the Christ," they feel cut in the heart. 
they, 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 you have to have the response. You can say, okay, I got it. Okay, I sit back. No, you must have an attitude here. You must say something. You must respond something. That's this message, right? When people hear our message, our gospel message, they should be feel like I need to do something. Even you refuse this, you, you, you cannot sit there, right? You cannot just sit there. There must, we must have present the gospel this way that people will respond to you, will respond to you. You kind of like you, I don't want to use this phrase, but it's almost you feel like the way. People should feel like they are pushed to the corner. It, it just feel like, you know, I, I, I cannot just, I, I must have a response. I must say something. I must do something. You know, th- that way. You know, because King and the Son of God. This just means this requires your re- response that way. So for Jews, that's very clear. It's very very clear. Yeah, God is very real to them. Yeah, not very so much, real. Yeah, not not so much our society is like. Yeah. Kind of not so real. Yeah. For Chinese people, we, we got that similar sense because we have the dynasties, you know, we have the emperors. <laughs> so, the when, so the emperor decides something, he will send you uh, the decree, right? You, you bow down, you, you bow down. There's no option you, that you can say no. It was just <laughs> so because this comes from the emperor, right? That kind of feeling, you know. Or you deny that, that that's your emperor. That you will be, I don't know, you will be sent out of the country or you will be executed or something. You know, if that's your emperor, you, you obey. So obedience is not, it's not a question at all. Not a question at all. It's out of the question. Yes. Here is very questionable. Yeah. So this is why, you know, let, let, let us know that, that if we spend some time fellowship or whatever, let's just... If we say we believe, right, the, the, if you're going to obey Jesus or not, that shouldn't be even a question. That's set up this culture, right? That's set up this culture. We may share about, you know, how we obey, you know, how, how we do this. So it's okay, but it's not like, should I obey or not? No, that's not the question. <laughs> that's not the question. Um, anyway, I just, I, I want to stop here, but... This is just so much here. If you read the New Testament, it's so consistent. Jesus is the Christ, okay, the anointed king, and he's the son of God. Um, okay. I want to I wanna just, you know, switch a little bit because even last night I felt I, that's true. You know, there's such a joy from the Lord. Um, so I just want to say, you know, obedience is that it's a we we choose to obey from the very beginning we came to the lord we choose to obey and we continue obeying him that's all by my choice i decided i love it you know i love it i continue this way right so that's a willingness in it that is a willingness in it that that there's a joy in it i i love obeying jesus I, I just love doing it, right? So this is the this is the true attitude out there. Um, let me. Okay. Yeah, 
there's just so much here. Um, okay, just, 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 you know, something, something. I still, I want to add to this. Okay, <laughs> Bible is really amazing. Um, really amazing. You know, see, if you think about Jesus, right? Jesus alone in the New Testament. Um, do you know how many times it appeals? Just Jesus alone, without any title, without. Just Jesus, this word, appeal in the New Testament. Appeared. Yeah, appeared, appears, just occurs. Just by Jesus, this word alone, without Lord Jesus, without Jesus Christ, without Christ Jesus. But there is, there are some cases, but very, very few, let me tell you, very, very few. When Jesus was mentioned, especially after the gospel, it's all Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, and sometimes Lord Jesus Christ. Always like that. In the New Testament. Yeah, in the New Testament. <laughs> Good. Yeah. See, yeah. After gospel, Lord Jesus occurs. 115 times. Jesus Christ occurred 69 times. And Jesus Christ occurred 171 times. But Jesus alone only occurred 43 times. It, it's so, so Jesus and the Christ or the Lord, it, they're, they're, they're non, there's, there's not, not, it's not separable. You can, cannot separate them. You know, when you mention Jesus, you should mention Christ and the Lord. They're all together. Yeah, they're together. They are together. So we are right now. So when we sometimes we say we are in Christ, right? We are in Christ. But actually, to be more accurate, we are in Christ. We are in Christ. We're not in Jesus. Of course, we know Jesus is the Christ. But we are in Christ, right? We are in Christ, right? So we are the ambassadors of what? Christ. Christ, not ambassadors of Jesus. This is, you feel like this is very trivial, but actually it means something. It really means something. It's not a trivial thing, right? Yeah. Who in you, the hope of glory? Christ in you, the hope of glory. The anointed king in you. The hope of it's glory. Saying, Who in you, Jesus, it says, yeah. Christ in you. He, he didn't God didn't choose the word Jesus. He chose Christ in you. You wonder why? Because this king is the anointed king. And also he, the authority, he also, he's also the resurrected king. He's resurrected. Right. Yeah. Jesus is just the name. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Christ from the everlasting to the everlasting. Yeah. And Christ in us, the hope of glory. Right? I have been crucified with Christ, not Jesus. <laughs> I, I can, yeah, I can really, I can, I can bring a lot of scripture there. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Not Jesus lives in me. Wow. We, we use the name 
Yeah, but here it is it is so emphasized. So we need to get this. We really need to get this. Right? Yeah, a, a lot. There's really a lot. If you just search Jesus Christ, you know, just Christ, there's really a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. So now, remember the last time I shared in the one of the series um, of the 16 things that uh, that was accomplishing cross, right? One thing is that I shared is Jesus learned obedience, right? Jesus learned obedience, yeah. even the obedience unto death on the cross, right? As the king, as the son of God, he learned obedience because he was so confident that he lives in the love of God, right? And he loved the father by obeying him. He's our example. He is our example. So that so when we say we obey Christ, we obey the King. He set the example. So we obey because we know that He loves us and we love Him. We choose to love Him. So this is why we say, you know, obedience is really it's a beautiful thing. It's like it's willing obedience. By my choice. I, I, I love, I choose to obey. Yeah. Let's, let's, okay, because our mental picture about the obedience, really, I would say, you know, we need to change that mental picture. Our obedience should be joyful, right? It should be, should be our privilege. <laughs> we are following the king. <laughs> No, this is the, my next point. Thank you. Thank you, team. Yeah. Yeah. I already have this here. But, you know, the first thing is that we are willing. You know, how we get saved? Because we submit ourselves to the Lord, to Jesus, to his lordship, his kingship. Right? That's our part. We, we want, we obey. Right? And then the Holy Spirit comes in by his strength. By his strength, we can. We are able to obey. We are able to do obey God. That's by the Holy Spirit. So it's a, it's really it, it's a joyful thing to see His power come through, enable us, empowering us to obey the King that we love, and He loved us. Right. So this is, this is a good life, really. To be honest, this is such a good life. Yeah. The king, you know, the king. We're following the king. Right? So this is the goodness of God leads, leads us to the repentance. That's our born-again experience. We repent because that's the goodness of God. God loved us. And he's a good king. Jesus is a good king. He's a king of love and grace, right? He's now in the kingdom. We are now transferred to the kingdom. And we also need to share the good news to others. Right? So I just want to bring this uh, Christ, this concept, this, this, this is also the identity. To be honest, we are also anointed because of him. We are anointed. We are anointed right now. 
ask you something. And you might have already said not to, but how did you get to know the Christ? How did you get How were you saved? Yeah. Oh, my first. Yeah. yeah. Okay, very briefly, okay, I just want maybe one minute, okay. I, I was, I was, that was uh, in 2000, 2000, maybe, yeah, 2000, one, 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 2000, around 2000. I went back to China for my internship. Okay. My boss was a Christian, oh. uh, but he didn't say a lot <laughs> to me about Jesus. I saw the Bible on the shelf. And at that time, I was really at the top of my, uh, top of my, uh, you know, my. Uh, I have no problem in my life. My life is so good. Um, everybody say, you know, yeah, you you are the best. You know, I my major is the computer science, so everything is so good. I I. Yeah, yeah. So I already I I, <laughs> I gave up that because <laughs> I gave up that. But anyway, um, so my boss was a, uh, was a Christian, and I saw the Bible on the shelf. So my idea is that I heard about Bible. I, I, I get, so I'm, I, I've, I have no problem in my life, so I'm thinking, like, what's next? What any better things that can come? Because I'm I'm I was on the top of my life. It's like, you know, what else? You know, what else is out there? So I saw the Bible and said, you know what? I'm going to read the Bible. If, okay, this is my decision. This is my thinking. God knows. I said, if the Bible, if what he says is true, if it's true, I'm going to believe. I believe at that time I had this emptiness in me. I felt empty. I felt empty. Um, so I, I, maybe I, I, I was seeking. I don't know. They say, okay, this is the Bible. If, the, if it says it's true, I'm going to believe. And then I come back to U.S., you know. Um, I believe that's the, during the summer of year 2001. Wow, my goodness, that, that was some, <laughs> some time in my life. Um, there's one instance that really stood out, is that one day I stay at home because I have been reading the Bible. So I know, you know, sinners, you know, the human race, we had this problem, whatever. I, I said, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, that was true, kind of like true, you know. The one day when I was at home, I believe right now uh, that was the Holy Spirit. I just remember something I did 16 years ago. 16 years ago. I totally forgot, but that was not a good thing. That was a sin I committed. Okay, so that was a not good thing. So I purposely forgot that because that, that was no good. That was no good. So I purposely forgot. I oppressed that idea, that memory so long, I, I couldn't remember that at all. But that was brought up to my remembrance. I was so shocked. I was so, so shocked. But because I read the Bible, so I know what that is, right? So, yeah, so I just, I nail down, I say, Jesus, is, is this you? Is this you? I, okay, okay, I admit that that is something I did. 16 years, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't want to dig it out. I didn't want to, right? The Holy Spirit brought it up, and I know 
his idea is that for me to really deal with that, to ask for his forgiveness so that I can really, you know, I can, I, I, I don't have to, yeah, go back. I don't have to deal with that later. So I, I told Jesus, I said, Jesus, I admit I'm sorry. I, I will not do that again. Please forgive me. I know it is you because I read the Bible. I know this is, must be Jesus. <laughs> so I committed and from then on, I believe there is a, my born again experience must happened that summer somewhere because I definitely, I, I, I admitted that I, I was a sinner. I need Jesus. I accept him. I say, Lord, um, I believe in you. And from then on, I kind of like, you know, I, I felt so, yeah, I became new. That's, that's my experience. I became new. I really put my past just like just I, I press forward. I put the past, you know, I just, Lord, this is, I, I yeah, I, I just, you know. That was something that so shocked me. I talked to my mom because my mom is one of few people that knew that thing. She's one of few, very few people. Only two or three people in this world knew that I did that. My mom was one of them. My mom. So I told my mom, say, Mom, remember that? I, I almost forgot. But you know what? I, there is, I, it's, it's so, I must met God. I must have met God. You know, I told her. She was like, and then, you know, I wrote a letter to make apology to someone I offended. I said, I'm sorry, this is something I did, and then I want to just do something to just, you know, do something to, 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 to kind of like, you know, do something here too. I acknowledge that I try to pay the, fail for the mistake, for the thing that I did to that person. So he felt surprised that after so many years. <laughs> so the next one year, I would say, you know, really, I dealt with my sins really a lot. Yeah, I just apologized to people. Yeah, so that's my experience. But anyway, I would say, you know, it is not by my need that I came to the Lord. Any need, I know that I have this need. It is really the Lord just met me and just showed me who I was before. So I know, I know that. So afterwards, I, I followed him. I followed him. Yeah. But anyway, um, that was a long time ago. I like that. That's a good testimony. Yeah. That's a very good testimony. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like it when you said that you, in the beginning, you questioned God and you said you wanted to know the truth. Yeah. You were seeking the truth. Yeah. And that's why I believe that God honored that prayer is that you were seeking the truth. Yeah. You know? And then you went into Egypt for 16 years. You know? <laughs> I went to Egypt for 40 years. Uh, not 16 years. 60 years. Uh, yeah. I, I said, you know, if Bible is true, I start reading the Bible and probably in one or two years. I got my born again experience. Well, what I'm saying is, is yeah. you took like. They, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, the 16 year, right. You know, that time of bondage. Right, know, yeah, the bondage and then. And the amazing things, I already forgot that because I purposely 
want to forget those things. I don't want to recognize those. I don't want people know that, even know that. But God knows, and He loved me. He He just want me to get rid of those. Things. Yeah. 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 So I just that put me in such a awe to God. I know God knows everything, and but most importantly, He loved me. He wants me to be free, and to have this new life. Yeah. Everybody might deal with it. I, I did a lot. We felt we felt an empty that needed to be filled. Yeah. Yeah. I was very similar. I, I filled my empty with drugs, women, uh, sex, alcohol, drug, uh, uh, sports. And that's what I filled mine with. Yeah. And then <laughs> when he came in, it was excellent. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's why we willingly forsake everything to gain Him, to get Him, right? That's why we forsake it. Yeah. Okay. There's something good. There's something that's okay, you know. But still, if it's God, this is Jesus, and He can satisfy me, and with Him, with Him, God gave us every good thing, right? So we follow Him. So, but I would say, you know, really, I determine, I make up my mind to follow him. That's the turning point. I want everybody who, who, who hear me preach the gospel can clearly hear this message of gospel that can save him, that has the power to save that person, which means that you need to follow Jesus. Jesus is the Lord. And he's a good king. He's a good one. Was that before you got married or after? Okay, that's after my marriage. Oh, but thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> for bringing that up, yeah, because I got married. Uh, so, and then I got saved. Uh, he got so angry. He got so angry. Yeah. But really, uh, the Lord. Uh, there's one instance. My husband said, "You know, if you're gonna." Uh, still believe in Jesus, you know. If you still want to believe Jesus tomorrow, we just we head to the different way. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> That's the, at that time Jesus really asked me this question. Yeah, would you, would you confess me before men, or deny me? It's almost like immediately Holy Spirit just brought that. I, and I immediately, I didn't give me any time to even think about this. I told my husband, no, I will believe in Jesus. I believe in him. I believe in him. And I prayed overnight. And the next day, nothing happened. <laughs> Praise God. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Just follow Jesus. He's good. You know, the king... You know, because right now there are a lot of things happening. I also heard people talk about we need to be preparing for what is coming. Because, yeah, everyone in our spirit, we sense that, you know what, this is the preparation. Determine, determine, settle down to follow Jesus. Because he's the king. His kingdom is unshakable. We have this kingdom unshakable. We are in this kingdom, right? We are untouchable if we stay in the kingdom. So that's, that's the key, you know. 
This world may change, but our kingdom. God wants us to inherit His kingdom. He gave us His kingdom. If we have the king, we have the kingdom. If we don't have the king, we don't have the kingdom. Simple, very simple. So we need to, really, we need to make up our mind, because everything else in this world will be shaken, will be tested and shaken. Right. So, yeah. So let's.、Um, I don't know. Can we play that song? Because that's a very joyful song. It's a very old song. I don't know any of you who know that, but this is a very very good song to wrap up this what we share today, because we are happily, joyfully follow Jesus, our King, our Lord, right? So what's what's before us? What's you know what what hold us? I mean, in the in the in the future, in the tomorrow, that is good. No matter what, that will be good, right? So yeah, can you? <laughs> Sorry, this is a little bit.、Um, this may be hard. <laughs> 